0: all righteous and invisible god in heaven glory praise and honor be unto your name for your love which you have shown to us for your mercy also and your kindness you have been kind to give us life kind to restore us to be among the living and we thank you lord for this opportunity and much more than that for many of us you have given us peace You've provided our needs and provided the basic necessities of life. You've given us spiritual blessings from your word, from the ministry of the holy angels and of the Holy Spirit on our behalf. Thank you, dear Father. Now, Lord, in reciprocation, as we fellowship with you, we ask that your promises shall be fulfilled in our lives. For your word says, as many as received Christ to them, you gave power to become sons of God. Please, Lord, may your words give us power today. We have a lot that is wrong with us in our soul, and we pray that you would uproot the evil from us and help us to be transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Put your words in my mouth as I speak. For your children's sake, for the sake of your son that died, help us, Lord, in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and courage november 13 caiphas rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the lord your god joel chapter 2 verse 13 it was the custom among the jews for the garments to be rent at the death of friends but this custom the priests were not to observe everything worn by the priests was to be whole and without blemish. By those beautiful official garments was represented the character of the great antitype, Jesus Christ. Nothing but perfection in dress and attitude, in word and spirit could be acceptable to God. He is holy and his glory and perfection must be represented by the earthly service. Finite man might rend his own heart by showing a contrite and humble spirit. This God would discern, but no rent must be made in the priestly robes, for this would mar the representation of heavenly things. When Christ declared himself the Son of God, Caiaphas in pretended horror rent his robe And accused the Holy One of Israel of blasphemy. He had done the very thing that the Lord had commanded should not be done. Standing under the condemnation of God, he pronounced sentence on Christ as a blasphemer. The priestly robe he rent in order to impress the people with his horror of the sin of blasphemy covered a heart full of wickedness. How different was the true High Priest from the false and corrupted Caiaphas? Christ stood before the false High Priest, pure and undefiled, without a taint of sin. Christ mourned for the transgression of every human being. He bore even the guiltiness of Caiaphas, knowing the hypocrisy that dwelt in his soul while for pretense he rent his robe. Christ did not rent his robe, but his soul was rent. His garment of human flesh was rent as he hung on the cross, the sin-bearer of the race. Many today who claim to be Christians are in danger of rending their garments, making an outward show of repentance when their hearts are not softened nor subdued. This is why so many continue to make failures in the Christian life. An outward appearance of sorrow is shown for wrong, but their repentance is not that which needs to be repented of. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Caiphas, and I'll add Annas to his situation, Annas and Caiphas. And the lesson that the Lord will want us to learn will be one that we need to pay close attention to because many of us, whether to a greater degree or a lesser degree, are just like Caiphas, and we will understand how and what we should avoid. Annas and Caiphas were the epitome and the definition of everything wrong with the Jewish society in the days of Jesus. In the book of Matthew 23, reading from verse 1 to 3, we hear Jesus pronouncing woes upon scribes and Pharisees. He says, Then speak Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, and therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. I'm just trying to be very microscopic in this verse. Jesus mentioned scribes and Pharisees but he did not mention the Sadducees. Who are the Sadducees? The Sadducees was the sect that both Annas and Caiaphas belonged to. These were people who had sold themselves to worldliness, love for power and greed. The Pharisees on the other hand had the hypocrisy of wanting to appear like they were holy whereas secretly they were practicing evils. In the Sadducees' case, they don't have that disturbance, they make it clear that they are not following the scriptures. They had adopted the Greek culture of Hellenism, they wanted nothing to do with the Jewish Ten Commandments and laws and all of that. They were completely a political people. Both Caiaphas and Annas had sworn an oath to Herod, so that they could hold the office of the high priest. They didn't get it by merit, but by bribery, treachery and corruption. And they had become very unscrupulous in their ways to hold this position. Their sect was responsible for the capturing of the brother of Herod back in the days when Herod the Great was ascending to power. In the book of Luke 3 verse 1 to 2, we uh, hear about the ascendancy. It says, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest, the word of God came to John the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. So, when these men were high priests, that Zachariah's son, John the Baptist, was preaching. And then, if we look at Matthew 3, from verse 7 to 10, when John saw these people, the Pharisees and Sadducees, come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come. And he told them about the true repentance. He said, Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham and now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire what was the message from John the Baptist to them it was a message of repentance bring forth fruit meet for repentance and which is the problem Annas and Caiaphas had Caiphas had that false repentance but we'll get to that in a bit One key issue the Sadducees had was their desire to maintain false doctrines. And one of the false doctrines which they had was on the matter of resurrection. In the book of Matthew 22, reading verse 23, it says, The same day came to him the Sadducees, which say, There is no resurrection. And of course, they asked him a question. So you see, the Sadducees, for you to say there is no resurrection, are you a Jew? These people, they had apostatized so terribly the Sadducees, they didn't even believe in, in angels. Reading from Desire of Ages, six hundred and three, paragraph 2, to throw more light on that, it says, the Sadducees denied the existence of angels, the resurrection of the dead, and the doctrine of a future life, with its rewards and punishments. On all these points, they differed with the Pharisees. Between the two parties, the resurrection was especially a subject of controversy. The Pharisees had been firm believers in the resurrection. But in these discourses, their views in regard to the future states became confused. Death became to them an inexplicable mystery. Their inability to meet the arguments of the Sadducees gave rise to continual irritation. The discussions between the two parties usually resulted in angry disputes leaving them farther apart than before in numbers the Sadducees fell far below their opponents and they had not, not so strong a hold upon the common people but many of them were wealthy and they had the influence which wealth imparts. In their ranks were included most of the priests and from among them the high priest was usually chosen. This was however with the express stipulation that their skeptical opinions should not be made prominent. On account of the numbers and popularity of the Pharisees it was necessary for the Sadducees to concede outwardly to their doctrines outwardly now to their doctrines when holding any priestly office but the very fact that they were eligible to such office gave influence to their errors the Sadducees rejected the teaching of Jesus he was animated by a spirit which they would not acknowledge as manifesting itself thus, and his teaching in regard to God and the future life contradicted their theories. They believed in God as the only being superior to man, but they argued that an overruling providence and a divine foresight would deprive man of free moral agency and degrade him to the position of a slave. It was their belief that having created man, God had left him to himself independent of a higher influence. They held that man was free to control his own life and to shape the events of the world, that his destiny was in his own hands. They denied that the Spirit of God works through human efforts or natural means, yet they still held that through the proper employment of his natural powers, man could become elevated and enlightened and by rigorous and austere exactions, his life could be purified. Their ideas of God molded their own character. As in their view, he had no interest in man, so they had little regard for one another. There was little union among them. Refusing to acknowledge the influence of the Holy Spirit upon human action, they lacked his power in their lives. Like the rest of the Jews, they boasted much of their birthright as children of Abraham and of their strict adherence to the requirements of the law but of the true spirit of the law and the faith and benevolence of Abraham, they were destitute. Their natural sympathies were brought within a narrow compass. They believed it possible for all men to secure the comforts and blessings of life, and their hearts were not touched by the wants and sufferings of others. They lived for themselves. End of quote. The matter of the resurrection, that there being no resurrection, was a very serious issue to the Sadducees. And that's why they came to ask Jesus about it, thinking that they would bring him to a corner. But the answer Jesus gave to them that day about the resurrection, which was they asked him about a woman who dies and had married seven husbands before she died, when in the resurrection, who would be her husband? And Jesus told them, You don't know the scriptures and you don't understand the gospel and he told them in the the resurrection there is no marriage. There is nothing like that. Everyone are going to be like angels of God in heaven. So Jesus hit at two teachings. First of all, they don't believe in angels. Secondly, they don't believe in the resurrection. But Jesus was confirming the resurrection and and also confirming the fact that they are angels to them. But this was not where it ended. Jesus answered their question much later in such a fashion to get them really offended. It was mostly the Pharisees who were offended with Jesus but Jesus uh, got the attention of the Sadducees through a means that will make them not to hold on to their false beliefs anymore. And what was that? It was the resurrection of Lazarus. True, Jesus had resurrected people before. But in the case of lazarus it was a different thing altogether it was public it was so public that the sadducees could not continue in that false belief in the book of john 11 reading from the the account there you see that there was a great crowd that day it was a, something like a, it was almost like a show people were many four days lazarus had died and kept in the tomb and when jesus went to that tomb people were there a lot of them and he shouted Lazarus come forth John 11 verse 43 and when he had thus spoken he cried with a loud voice voice, Lazarus come forth and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave cloths and his face was bound about with a napkin Jesus said unto them lose him and let him go what followed after this It was the pharisees who really wanted to kill jesus before but the resurrection of lazarus got the attention of the sadducees the truth was now before them the resurrection is possible all other resurrections performed by jesus was different people had just died maybe a few minutes or a few hours and jesus would resurrect them but here was a man who had been decayed four days wrapped in a cloth other people who jesus resurrected they were not wrapped in a cloth they were not already smelling. Lazarus case was different. A body of four days old would be stinking and it was wrapped in a cloth and everyone knew this. There was mourning and Jesus answered the question that the Sadducees asked him, not with mere words, not by comparing scripture with scripture, but by performing the actual act. Now, here was a truth before the Sadducees. How did they respond to it? John 11, verse 45. Hear this it, it says, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests remember that the chief priests were Sadducees and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it it is expedient for us, that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation, and not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth they took counsel together for to put him to death. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence Unto a country near to the wilderness, into a city called Ephraim, and they continued with his disciples. And the Jews' Passover was nigh at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then sought they for Jesus, and spake they among themselves as the stood in temple, what think ye, that he will not come to the feast? Now put the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he were he should show it that they might take him in the book of John 11 also we see that one other thing they wanted to do was to kill Lazarus the evidence that disproves their false belief Lazarus they wanted to kill him too (sighs) my brothers and sisters what do we learn from Caiaphas you may look at yourself and Caiaphas was such a terrible person but Jesus said concerning our human relation with one another when in the book of Matthew 25 he was talking about how we relate with him reading from verse 41 he says then shall he say unto them on the left hand depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels For I was unhungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not unto one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Amen. Why have I read this? In our human relations with one another, there we see our relation with Jesus. Jesus says, If you cannot do it to any of the list of these my brethren you, can, you have not done it to me and if you do it to them you do it to me and what is the thing we are saying whether good or evil the evil we do to our brethren we are doing to jesus the good we do to our brethren we are doing to jesus what caiphas did to jesus what was it actually caiphas and the pharisees and the chief priests their problem is seen as one who would not accept correction look at caiphas and jesus as the case of a pastor who has a church member who seems to know more than him and yet this pastor is unwilling to concede his ignorance the controversy between Jesus and Caiaphas was not just in this case of resurrection there were other times when they came to confront Jesus in the book of Matthew 22 and Jesus usually asked them questions but make no mistake if they had a good heart The questions Jesus asked them will not make them feel embarrassed, but the fact, the clear fact is that it looked as if Jesus was insulting them. It looked as if he was embarrassing them, but that was not the case. It is because they came with a bad spirit that they felt insulted. There was a time there they came to ask him, by what authority doest thou these things and who gave you this authority? they wanted jesus to say the authority he came from and then he asked them about john the baptist by what authority was john the baptist baptizing and the priest when they saw that if they say it was by god then he would ask them why didn't you listen to him they refused to answer his question are you in that situation sometimes where someone asks you a question and you know very well that when you answer that question that was asked to you it's going to bring the truth to light but because you don't want the truth to come to light you co- because when it comes to light it will show you being in error you choose to keep quiet you say absolutely not look i get it many times in relation with people this method jesus is jesus uses it's a good method for those who really want to learn, which is the method of asking questions. When Jesus asked them questions, they would not give answers because they knew that giving an answer would expose their ignorance and so they kept quiet. I see it many times with people when they are in error and then maybe I just ask one or two questions because they know that the answer to that question will show their ignorance. Instead of answering, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they go silent. That was how Caiaphas was. The the Sadducees came another time and asked them, asked Jesus a question, and Jesus answered them with a question. But whenever he asked them a question, they feel insulted. That was the problem with them. But the real issue is this, pride. They would not want to show that they were in error. I, I remember Satan in this matter, when he revolted against the Lord. We are told by the Spirit of Prophecy that he re- he knew he was wrong after some time, and he was this close to admitting it, but pride stopped him from admitting his his wrong. He felt, how can someone like me come in public now and tell the other angels that I was wrong? Are you among those who find it difficult to say I was wrong, especially when you are in public? You say things like, eh, "I'm still researching it. Let me go and check," or eh, "I'm not sure yet. I'm not convinced." But it's, many times it's not actually true. You just don't want to admit that clearly the position you are holding is wrong. You don't want to admit, and then you portray yourself as one who is really learned, but you are not. But in the case of Caiaphas, he went before beyond that. What did Caiaphas do? The truth that came before him. In glaring evidence in the resurrection of Lazarus was actually a means for him to say no more I need to kill the person that is exposing my false beliefs Jesus exposed the false beliefs of the Sadducees there was no one who would listen to them again after seeing Lazarus resurrected when the Sadducees come with their false teaching that there's no resurrection there's no angel there's no this there's no that there's no afterlife all their arguments was now baseless instead of coming to the light and accepting the truth what did they do they became offended with the person who was exposing their error and exposing their ignorance and how was jesus doing this was he trying to embarrass them no reading desire of ages page 594 paragraph 4 he says in his contest with the rabbis it was not christ's purpose to humiliate his opponents he was not glad to see them in a hard place because really his questions put them in a hard place. He had an important lesson to teach. He had mortified his enemies by allowing them to be entangled in the net that they they had spread for him. Their acknowledged ignorance in regard to the character of John's baptism gave him an opportunity to speak. And he improved the opportunity by presenting before them their real position, adding another warning to the many already given. To those who find themselves in this situation where you find yourself by a question asked to you in a hard place, but you will not want to answer it because it will make your ignorance to show, I would say to you, you know not what spirit you are of. You may say to yourself right now, oh I cannot kill Jesus, but Caiaphas was in a position and the higher the position you go, the more your character will be revealed. I say that again, the higher the position you hold, the more your character will be amplified. If in the small position you hold today, you are among those who have that pride that would not want to admit your wrong in public that feels that when a question is asked to you that puts you in a hard place you take it as an embarrassment you take it as a slight instead of you answering to the question like jesus was asking them so that they can learn then i would say you know not what manner of spirit you are of you may very well be a kaivas if you do not learn like John the beloved to be one who comes to the light so that you can be corrected so that you can learn there's nothing wrong in Jesus asking us questions Jesus asks questions so that we can learn when we give answers to those questions but the pharisees the scribes Caiphas saw it as an insult you know when Jesus had that triumphal entry into Jerusalem it offended Caiphas so terribly and when jesus came to the temple and drove those who were selling all those um doves and temple articles things that would be used for sacrifice Caiaphas was offended with it they were using that place to make money they were selling things at exorbitant prices that was what they were doing there they had turned the temple of god into a place of merchandise for making money the reason is that People who are supposed to make sacrifices, they find it difficult to come from their various places. Some Israelites, Jews were living in Egypt. Some were living down in other parts of Northern Africa. Some were in other parts of Asia. So they can't carry their lambs and all of that and come down to Jerusalem to make sacrifices. So they come there empty-handed and then they use their money to buy the lambs so that they can make the sacrifice. But when they come to the temple, the prices were more were exorbitant perhaps doubled or even more and they were making money and that was why jesus drove all those things out the doves and he let the truth through everything away because it's what they had made the temple of god a place for business caiaphas was offended with this look we look at the case of jesus and caiaphas as the case of a church member who knows the truth and pushes forth the truth but the pastor doesn't know it and he's offended with this church member who is getting more attention than himself who is pushing the truth forward we must learn to love the truth above our position i'm reminded of john jonathan who wasn't coveting the position of being a king but when david who he saw was greater than himself came into the picture he let go the throne for david to take it over why because he loved the glory of god more than self-exaltation like we read earlier Jesus was not seeking to embarrass the the Pharisees or the Sadducees or Caiaphas by asking them those questions that put them in a hard place but yet they were offended with it they were offended because Jesus resurrected Lazarus and showed the error of their position and they tried to kill him and they did execute Jesus finally they were able to get him and when they finally had Jesus before them what did they do to him? decided to try to put false accusations on him. We know the rest of the story. They beat him. They, put, they took him to Pilate. But even in Pilate's judgment hall, they were told, I find no fault in this man. But what did um, Caiphas do? Caiphas tried to put Jesus to death continually. He didn't stop. Reading from the book of Matthew 26, before he even took him to Pilate's judgment hall, while Jesus stood before Caiaphas. Reading from verse 59, it says, Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold now, ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye, they they answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face, and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto him, unto them, and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him. It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he speaks signifying what death he should die. You see, from here on out, they continued in their cruelty to a man who would dare to challenge their authority or commit the crime of having more influence over the people than themselves. The real problem Caiaphas and his cohorts had with Jesus was the problem of injured pride this is a temptation that those who hold positions of authority are easily led into pride led to envy jealousy and bitterness the bitterness led them like cain to kill the object of their envy this was what led them to never acknowledge any good thing that jesus did but like i said earlier reading matthew 25 reading from verse 41 to 46 what are we told as long as you do it to one of the least of these my brethren you have done it unto me if we treat our fellow brethren the way caiphas treated jesus we are very treating jesus himself that way because jesus said as much as you do it to any of the least of these my brethren you have done it unto me but then moving over to caiphas rending of his garments which i may not necessarily dwell so much on the real evidence of repentance, like we have seen when we studied about Peter, is that there will be a change of life, not the rending of the garments, not this outward sorrow that Caiaphas was pretending to give. It is about the hearts. We are told, Rend your hearts and not your garments. John the Baptist told them, Bring ye therefore fruits meet for repentance. Let there be an inward change. Let the axe be laid to the root. But of course, that was not the case for Caiaphas because of his injured pride are you a person in the position be careful you may easily fall into the scene of injured pride which will lead you to attack those who probably expose your errors or show your ignorance jesus was doing it in love he wasn't trying to embarrass this man of high position though caiphas was embarrassed and what else can you say there was nothing jesus could do he is the truth Should he confirm that there is no resurrection or that there is no angel? He had to teach the truth and he taught it. But it offended Caiaphas. And Caiaphas led the execution of Jesus by being the one that orchestrated, that even made the decision saying, One man must die for the sake of the whole nation because we will lose our position. That was what he said. When he said the Romans will come and take our place, what he meant was our position we are going to lose our position because of this man let us rather kill him are you a pastor because this thing happens it happens among ministers are you a minister a leader in a church and because there's someone who is below you who is having more influence than yourself preaching the truth and maybe you are in error at the time let us humble ourselves let us learn to humble ourselves and accept the truth rather than fall into the sin of rejecting the truth because we do not want to feel embarrassed or we do not want people to look at us like oh You are the leader and you didn't know this. This is the same problem that King Saul had with David. Caiaphas is like King Saul while David was in the position that Jesus is in. But what did Saul try to do? He tried to kill David just like Caiaphas did to Jesus. But my own concern is that we should be careful not to be like Caiaphas. And it is in little matters. In your relation with others, how do you feel? When you are put in a hard place with questions, how do you feel when your error is exposed? Are you the type who would never acknowledge that you were wrong? Are you the type who publicly would never want to say, oh, I was wrong, this person is right? Are you the type who feels insulted or embarrassed? You are very well on the road to being a Caiaphas and if you are in this position, you will kill Jesus just take it to be that the only reason why you've not done it now is the lack of opportunity there is no difference between you and Caiaphas but we must learn today that the root of this problem that Caiaphas had was not just being in error because if he, was in sin- if he was sincerely in error the resurrection of Lazarus was enough to bring him out of that error but the problem was wounded pride when you hold a position and your position has been shown to be false And because of pride, you do not want to acknowledge that you were wrong and you hold on doggedly to your false position. What you will do eventually is what Cain did. You will kill the object that showed you to be wrong. And even if you don't virtually go around to do it, you will be pleased to see the person brought down, even if you don't do it yourself. Let us be careful with this character and be sure to love the truth more than our own opinion. To love the truth more than our own positions. Then we will come out of the sin of Caiaphas. I wouldn't dwell much on what he did in rending his garments and all of that and the significance of that. But it is our character that we should learn to change. Let us fall on a rock and be broken. But then we shift our eyes from Caiaphas to our Lord Jesus. How he reacted to all these things that Caiaphas did to him. He did not answer Caiaphas a word when they were trying to bring false witnesses against him. But he gave a promise to Caiaphas telling him, You will see me come in the glory of my father henceforth. I, he made him know, yes, I am the son of God. But Caiaphas led in the beating and buffeting of Jesus. They spat on his face, but for whose sake was this done? It was for your sake and my sake that the Lord passed through all of this. We are told that they beat him and they were asking him, prophesy, who is it that smited thee? And in all of this, Jesus was silent and eventually led to Pilate. My brothers and sisters, the lesson is for us. Contrasting the character of Caiaphas with that of our Lord Jesus, let us be like Jesus and not like Caiaphas. Let us learn to accept correction, to bring fruits, meat for repentance, not that outward show of sorrow, but the inward rending of the flesh of our own hearts, that we may change and be transformed into the image of Jesus. Have you found yourself in a position where, like Caiaphas, you refuse to accept correction, where you held on to a particular belief, but that belief has been openly shown to be wrong? What did you do in that time? Did you say, oh, I, I, I'll look at it later, not wanting to admit publicly that you are wrong? Or did you say to you to others, oh, oh, no, I, I'm not understanding what you are saying? You see, that's just the same thing Caiaphas was saying. It looks like a little matter, but these are things that happen between us on a daily basis when we are in discussions with people. We are developing a character every time that you find yourself in the wrong and refuse to admit it. You are developing a character for yourself. And you may very well be the Kaivas of tomorrow. Let us learn to accept correction. That's my point. Let us learn. Whether it is a question somebody asks us in public, like the one that Jesus was giving to Kaivas, let us learn to say, Oh, this is the truth. I am in error. If we are really sincere, we will do it. Regardless of your position, are you a minister who has been oppressing people? Who were speaking the truth because the truth they are speaking is contradicting something you have been saying let us learn to humble ourselves and there will be a blessing for us the lord will lift us up as we be transformed as we allow the truth to transform our views if Caiaphas and the sadducees had allowed the truth of jesus to transform their views they would have been noble examples but they did not They held on to their false views and opinions and because they held on to it and could not prove the point of their position, they decided to crucify Jesus. May the Lord give us grace not to repeat this mistake, but in the little duties of life and our little interactions, that we will learn to be sincere in our hearts and accept the truth as it is in Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, Forgive us for the times we have manifested this same character of Kaiphas, Of not being sincere on our positions, even when it has been properly exposed to us that we are in the wrong. Forgive us also for pride of opinion. Forgive us, Lord, for doing it to the least of your brethren. Because when we do it to others, we are doing it to you. Can help us understand what that means. Give us a heart like that of John the Beloved that comes to the light and is not afraid of seeing his error as we may be changed. Dear Lord, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross of Calvary for our sins, O oh Father. And we pray that that bloodshed shall be a means for us to be transformed too. Thank you for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.
1: distress, I cried unto the Lord, and He heard me deliver my soul, O Lord, from lyingness and from a deceitful tongue. What shall begin? Lord, and he heard me deliver my soul, O oh Lord, from lying and from a deceitful time. What shall be given unto thee? Oh, what shall be done?